presidential debates. The final presidential debate of uh, 2020 was last night. And I'm telling you, it was, um, it was something, you know? It was considerably more boring. Boring. Okay, let me tell you something. If I don't get the opportunity to insult or interrupt my opponent, I can't do my work. I can't do the job that I want to do. Okay? Okay, let me tell you something. When I'm debating a motherfucker, I'm going to trash them, insult them, talk over them to the fullest of my extent. Okay, or I can't do the job the way I want to do it, okay? <laughs> you know, it was too civilized. I'm like, what am I watching? I'm like on my phone the whole time. I'm like fucking around with my phone. I'm like, why don't you insult the motherfucker already? Sleepy Joe. <laughs> Sleepy Joe Biden. I was thinking about that. That is such a good insult. It's like a double entendre, you know? Sleepy Joe. He's saying basically like, okay, yeah, Sleepy Joe Biden. Apparently he's kind of... He's like a tired, weather-beaten type of politician. And apparently he's fallen asleep during political engagements, you know? I think I saw a couple of videos of him, like, like nodding off during, like, a inauguration or something like that. He just falls asleep whenever, right? So he's called Sleepy Joe Biden. That's one joke. But it's like a double entendre because it's like Sloppy Joe, you know? Like Sloppy Joe. Like, you know, like those chili hot dogs, chili covered hot dogs, like a sloppy Joe or like chili in a bun, sloppy Joe. So it's like, it's like three jokes. It's like a double entendre. It's really like three jokes, you know, sleepy Joe because he falls asleep. Sloppy Joe, as in like, you know, a play on the word sloppy Joe, sleepy Joe. And then also he's calling him sloppy. It's a great joke. <laughs> Sleepy Joe. But anyways, when, when you're not going to go for the jugular of old Sleepy Joe, it's a fucking snore fest. I was watching it. It was just like boring. And, you know, why I personally... Okay. I'm going to tell you why I'm good for America. I'm bringing jobs back. Highest employment among African Americans, Asian women... You know, I was getting congratulations from heads of states around the world. Okay. I am, I am the best president. I've done more for the black community than any president in history at maybe the exception of Abraham Lincoln. You know, I think he, what did he do? He slept with a slave or he uh, freed the slaves or something. Ah, winning. I have done more for the African American community than any president in history and that goes including abraham lincoln okay like one of the reasons why i think uh trump is like probably the best the better vote is because number one hey was he not good for the economy was he not that's the general consensus before um pandemic he was good for the economy i don't know what i think about some of his health reform as a canadian because it's like i totally agree with hey you know free market people have to be able to be industrious able to 
have the opportunity to make their money. But there are social realities that I think as higher beings, you know, enlightened beings that we can have a certain empathy for, like healthcare. I mean, hey, we have universal healthcare in Canada. Is it the greatest? I mean, I don't know, but it's better than being like, what happens if you break your leg? What happens if you fall ill? Like, what happens if that happens to you in, in America and you have no coverage and you have no money? And don't we have a certain duty to our, you know, brothers and sisters? And, you know, self-identifying people, don't we have, like, a, a duty to look out for each other on some level, socially? We are, in the West and America... A democracy, you know, elected representation, representation by election, you know, don't we as the people have the right to kind of band together on certain things? I don't know. It's kind of divided. It's kind of heavy issue there. Right. But I mean, just in regards to that, like, that's what I mean. Like Trump, he's good for business. And I don't know about some of his social reform in terms of healthcare. I don't know about his environmental. Like, he wants to bring back, like, fossil fuels. He thinks there's nothing wrong with fracking. He thinks there's nothing wrong with, um, you know, let's bring back the coal industry. Okay, coal is one of the beautiful gifts that Mother Nature has laid for us. Sure, you have to dig, you know... 100 miles below sea level into a mine in order to extract it. Backbreaking, dangerous labor. You know, miner's lung, you know, falling to your death in the shaft of some cave. Sure, it's a barbaric process and it pollutes the planet. But coal, all right? We got to bring back coal jobs, okay? And as for wind turbines, all right? They produce cancer, okay? And as for solar power, it's just not there yet. So we might as well just forget about it and reinvest in coal and fracking. <laughs> it's like, yo, I mean, I ain't no microbiologist, but, um, you know, global warming. Have you heard of it? So it's like, that's where I kind of have mixed feelings in regards to Trump. But quickly here Donald Trump to his defense he has been good for the economy he has brokered peace among the world like people get on his case about it's like he's friends with Vladimir Putin he's friends with um Kim Jong, Kim Un Jong, or not Kim Jong Il was his father. Who's the son? Kim, the son. Kim Jong Un. I forget his fucking name, but it's like he's friends with the dictator of North Korea. He's friends with Vladimir Putin. And it's like Kim Jong Un. He's friends with him. It's just like, would you rather him be beefing with um, the president of a nuclear arms driven? country like would you rather him be fighting and beefing with somebody who can blow the world up 
or would. It's like, isn't it a good thing that he's brokered peace with these powerful nations? And they're like, no, he's friends with them. It's like, well, it's better. Like, I mean, just because, I mean, I'm sure he doesn't condone like the dictatorship going on in those countries, but it's like, you may as well be on a peaceful terms with them. What's the point in escalating a fight? Right? And so there's that. He's like, good for the economy. He's brokered peace um, to a certain extent on the racial issue. Come see, come saw. I don't know. It's like, I don't see him as a racist. I see his big, his biggest social criticism is that he is somewhat out of touch. No, he's politically incorrect. You know, he, he touches the heartstrings of many, but he's somewhat out of touch, you know? Proud boys, all right? Stand back and stand by, okay? Like he's out of touch and he's like socially unaware and he's like a buffoon and a babble mouth and a windbag and a pompous prick and arrogant and obnoxious and egotistical. He's all those things. But generally speaking, what, what, what are we all, saints? Like generally speaking, he does the, a good job as president. <laughs> I don't particularly like the guy. But it's like, come on, he's trying to lead safely, smartly, with an economic focus. Whereas fucking Biden, that guy's a complete wet blanket. You know, he got mopped all over that floor during the debate. How come your son Hunter got paid $3.5 million from the mayor of Moscow? That doesn't make any sense. What is his son doing on the board of an energy commission? That doesn't make any much sense. That's a good question. Biden would just be like, oh, uh, 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 no, I didn't do that. Where do you sit on fracking, Joe? Where do you sit on fracking? Uh, 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 I never said I wouldn't. No, that's not true. That's not true. No, I didn't say that. What you need to do is make a decision. What you need to do is vote. You know, I find it very funny, Joe. You say that, um, you know, I was detaining Mexican children at the border in cages. But, you know, here's a good question. I inherited that mess. It was a mess when I came into office. But here's a good question, Joe. Who built those cages? Who built those cages, Joe? That's a lie. I didn't do that. No, that's a lie. I didn't do that. What you need to do is vote. You call black people super predators, in your own words, Joe. Super predators, okay? You don't love the black community. I've done more for the black community than any president granted Abraham Lincoln, okay? Super predators. You call the black community super predators, Joe. You built Mexican cages for Mexican children, Joe. Who built those cages, Joe? I did not do that. My son is not a cokehead. <laughs> All you did for the last eight years when you were vice president was build cages for Mexican children. That's all you did. I did not do that. You need to vote. I am I am going to be the president for all Americans. No red state, blue state. I'm for everybody. 
But you should live in fear. We're heading for the worst winter on record. The worst record winter on record. Live in fear, America. But I am the president for all Americans. Actually, no. Um, we're going to have a beautiful winter. Things are reopening. You know, the economy is getting back to work. We have the best medicine, all right, in the world. Vaccines up the yin-yang, you know. We are fighting off the Chinese plague, the Chinese flu. It's going to be the best winter on record. Things are looking very good. It's not going to be the worst winter. It's not going to be a very dark winter. <laughs> you feel me on that? It's like Trump, for all his shortcomings... Is about family, economy, and living free. The freedom that I think we all appreciate if we live in a democracy. Whereas Biden, it's like, we're going to control you with fear. Things are never going to reopen. You know, more government intervention. You know, we need to invest in people. What does that even mean? When, when you take a government handout, it's not free. It's not being invested. They're not investing in you. They're investing in your vote. Then they control you. And all the little paperwork and hoop-de-doo and hop-de-duh that you got to fill out in order to receive these tax benefits, these breaks, these whatever, it winds up owning you. It really does. Where it's like, okay, no, like let's just... Get some jobs going. Let's get some, let's get a reasonable amount of awareness and control on this pandemic, but let's not live in fear for the rest of our lives. So, I mean, that's how I see it. How do you see it? Hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Like, how do you see the situation? You know, um, I, I, you know, I understand. I understand how, because of his arrogance and his egotism, Trump really doesn't reach everyone. But then again, that's something that a lot of people appreciate about him. His honesty, his his bluntness. He doesn't talk and act and behave like a phony politician. Fake news. You know what I mean? So... That's my criticism of him, if um, I venture a criticism, if I have the right to criticize. But that's my observation on the guy. He's pretty blunt and obnoxious. And I don't know what I think about his environmental concerns. I mean, I think the environment is a important issue. And I think we could benefit from a sharper focus on environmental issues. But I understand there's economic realities of society in order for people to, you know, earn a living, which is very important. It's tough stuff. So, so yeah, I mean, like, Trump ain't no saint, but I think his intentions are well. And he's leading from a place of strength and hope versus Biden, which is all fear, cheesy, buffoonery, clown-like politics. 
fake news. <laughs> Let me know what you think. JR.thepodcast at gmail.com. You know, I could use a little education on this. Oh, hell, I don't know. I'm not exactly the smartest man who ever lived, you know. <laughs> <laughs>